we're back. Welcome to the return. I have an intro. Okay. You know, we had our Endies Awards, first annual Endies. Yes, a, a triumph. But you know what? I felt really bad because you had the whole Hilaria Baldwin thing and the most recent podcast had so much of me singing on it and so like i could imagine like really turning off new listeners i was like fuck god you I don't think, think I... that they would like that fucking christmas song it's so I mean, good christmas song i played good. it for una she loved it she was, <laughs> yeah <laughs> she was laughing so hard great i'm glad i just felt bad and i you know i don't want to apologize i just want to acknowledge but, <laughs> But anyway, we still haven't done an intro. Okay, well, I have it. Okay. So when we did the Endies, I had requested for Tawny Katane uh-huh. to introduce the Endies uh, for us. Okay. And she never sent it. And then she finally sent it yes. like a week later. <laughs> <laughs> so let's have Tawny Katane intro the show. Okay. What, what might have been? Okay, guys, I'm going to give it my best shot. No one pronounced his name for me. Like, you know, phonetically. So here we go. Hi, I'm Video Vixen Tawny Katane. Welcome to Pot Psychology's first annual Indie Awards. Now here are your hosts, Tracy Morrissey and Rich Zweig. God, I hope that's right. I've been attempted by Tawny Katane. What? That, how did that? How did she get that from from I, your name? I've heard things like that before. I think you people, like. I think people just decide that like it's wow. like such a cacophony of letters that they're just like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like fair enough. You know, it's interesting to hear people try it. You know, I, I it never even occurred to me that your name was hard to pronounce. Like mm, because I, it is phonetic. Yeah, exactly. But ta- I think Tawny did a great job. I think that like she was absolutely the best announcer we've ever had. <laughs> she was so enthusiastic about it. She was wrapped in a blanket. I we, we should ask her to do it again. I, I really a, like her a lot. A non-endies yeah. version. Has she presented? Like, is that part of her? I don't remember ever seeing her talk except like in interviews. Celebrity Rehab. Right. Celebrity Rehab, but also in interviews. Tawny Katane, where's her book? I don't know. Has she not had one? I don't think so. I think I would have known about it. Because she's had, who else was she with? Oh, fucking OJ. Oh. He, she, he cheated on Nicole with her. Oh my God. Would she talk about that? I guess not. I mean, she would have to because she had a really big part in that whole thing i guess um, that's why there's no book faye resnick talks about it yes she does she actually does. yeah faye resnick talks about it and they do mention it i think briefly in the oj okay thing the show the doc the doc the seven part oh, okay. doc all right i think i don't know at that time i, I was i was taking in so much oj content yeah. and i was like listening to audiobooks and i was like reading stuff and blah 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 but i know that the con the tawny katane thing i had heard from multiple sources, it wasn't just Facebook. Right. And um, Nicole had found these like really expensive diamond earrings or something. It was like from Bulgari or like some fancy ass place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In his like underwear drawer, and she thought that they were gonna be like a gift for her anniversary. And then she later saw a like paparazzi photo or something of Con- of Tony Katane wearing them. And then she confronted OJ my about question, it. Okay. I remember this. My question about that though, is that they were diamonds. Like, are they that distinguished? I think they were. It was some kind of design. Okay. 
Oh, I can you can hear the COVID in my lungs. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Tracy's now someone standing in the foyer of a diner buying a pack of cigarettes from a machine. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I mean, truly. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm going to try to get control of it. Okay. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> god, I hope this doesn't stay. But, you know, just for the record, you're not contagious anymore. No, I'm not. I think you're really mostly contagious the first five days. Yeah, that and, makes sense. And really contagious the day before you have symptoms. Okay. Is your most right. contagious day. That's that's how they get you. Yeah. I mean, it really, really is. that incubation period is just what they love. I know. I got it from my daughter. And uh, she got it from a friend that she was playing with and who was asymptomatic. She and her mother had it and they were asymptomatic. Um, I'm not placing blame on anyone, well, but, <laughs> but it you are was their fault. Contact tracing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like whatever. Like I got it. It's whatever. You yes. know, there's nothing you can't like. You know, unring a bell. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've been. I haven't been indoctrinated at all, but I have been exposed to high levels of people being extremely judgmental about any sort of contact because I read like all of gays over COVID, like every single post and every single uh, reply. Okay. Every single comment. Yeah. So I can just hear them. It's like that whole thing. It like, you know, uh, it's, it's very interesting because, because I don't pay attention to a lot of chatter like that in general, but specifically about myself, I actually don't hear that voice anymore you mm-hmm. know that voice of like you know exactly what people are going to say and what's yes. going to like yes. rankle them or what they can you know give the least charitable reading to so that yes. they can be mad at that sort of thing but you say it anyway because you're like well you're going to do that so um so i can just you know hear people being judgmental about the fact that anyone was hanging out with anyone anyway but that's just not the reality. People are practicing harm reduction. There's a uh, continuum. There's, I mean, there are definitely people who are abstinent. And then there are people who uh, just don't give a fuck and live their life as they always have. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole gray area in the middle. Which a lot of people are in, but then, but don't consider themselves to be in that. Exactly. And then, which is its own delusion, whatever. But that's like basically like your deluded business. <laughs> but... It's when then they judge other people because like, I just, I don't believe that people, I do believe that there are people who never went outside as a result. Like, I do believe that there are people who say they're as strict as they have been, but I believe there are a lot more people who say that they're that strict and they in fact are not. Yeah. And in fact, then the crime becomes being photographed, being Mm -hmm. like, that's the stupid thing about it, you know? And which is also like, yeah, why are you getting in a picture? What are you doing? I know. If you're going to go do it. What, so what, like. Why, and then why post it <sighs> on top of it? Tagging people and stuff? But I feel like a system like this only basically for sure, or it, it doesn't necessarily impart the message that it so virtuously claims to impart. It's not changing people's behavior 
necessarily no, in terms of their no. congregation. What it's doing is it's telling them not to post it. Post it. Yeah. In which case, like, I'm also not mad at that argument. I'm not mad also at the fact that there are people who are just reading it and participating in it like it's a reality show. People, we've been conditioned to love and hate things at the same time in equal admiration and revulsion in a way, you know, and there's big continuum in there too. So there are definitely people for whom, who are like basically amoral about it and are just like, whatever, it's funny. But uh, I think there's a lot more, I think that there's just a lot of hypocrites and acrimony. And in fact, that hostility uh, uh, long-standing hostility amongst gay men that they now have this venue for. Probably, if not this, there would have been another. You know what I mean? To judge each other about? Yeah. Yeah, there would have been weird, something. This, this weird, like, sort of cutthroat thing that's just, like, totally unique to gay men, I think. No. There's well, women like that. There are women like that for sure, but I think gay men are more openly like that. There, well... Well, what I think it is is that there's women that are like that, but it's just pockets of women that are like that. Right. But like with gay men, I guess it's more pronounced because there's more of a subculture to being gay. Right. So it's like uh, it's a little bit different. <clears throat> the one thing I did want to say is because I don't because I'm aware of how toxic these environments can be. And, and by the way, I'm not saying this at all to excuse people who decided to congregate. I decided to go to a circuit party. Decided to go to any party, really. Um, <clears throat> a group of eight guys outside? Uh, no, I, I'm not in the summer. I'm not going to give you that. I think that's kind of bullshit. Research keeps coming out suggesting uh, that a lot of people are going to have immunity, possibly for years, that they've seen. I think a study that I read was like 90% immunity in the first eight months. You know, 90% yeah. of people have that much. That was a study that I read. It's not, you know, law. But anyway, that's to say that like the idea of harm reduction and the fact that like maybe maybe eight people, eight close friends did already have it, in which case, I don't know, do they need to be exposed and have their employers tagged? I don't know if these specifically did. All that stuff. Wait, they were tagging people's employers? Oh, yeah. They tagged people's employers. He said he That's called the feds up. on a drag queen. What? Yeah. In the comments, we called the feds on you. So it's like a bunch of shit, really. And, uh, you know, I don't mean to like just harp on the community aspect of it, but that's what really s speaks to me for my sensitivities, whatever. I think stupid people are going to be stupid. I just think that like contacting people's employers, unless some of them are nurses. And so. Well, if they're nurses, they're exposed constantly anyway. And probably tested all the time. If they're nurses, right? there's people, they're dealing with COVID constantly. But there's none of this conversation happening. There's not, there's no gray area at all and it doesn't make sense and this was never going to be a perfect thing because people aren't perfect and the fact that people are portraying themselves as perfect is really actually it just that's what raises my hackles the most that that pretension that 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 complete obvious deception in the form of this smarm just of this like, condescension i think it's disgusting to contact people's employers in this economic climate and the fact that most people are working from home, if they're an essential worker, frontline worker, then they're already 
constantly being exposed to COVID. So it's like, it's not like you're saving people at their jobs. And, and you know, it's just to fuck up someone's paycheck. And that's really fucked up to me. And I also think it's like to really fuck up people. You know, you see resentments come out. People are like, one of the worst dates I ever went on was a guy in this picture. And it's like, okay, that's why you're invested. Got it. Totally. You know, it's like a lot of that. And then people automatically are like narcissistic, stupid, have STDs. It's like STDs. uh, Yeah. 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 Do that? Yeah, the, the, Tipa, you can't talk no, about no, no, no. Um, um, in in terms of no, what I'm talking about is projections. I'm talking about these people who don't know these people oh. who are deciding what they are via their picture. Well, that's really fucked up. Anyway, still, it was like borderline therapeutic or at least just like a little reminder for perspective that was useful for me in this was that like to see the way that people talk about people that they obviously don't know uh, or whatever have some vague opinions about. Um, you know, I've experienced that too. And it felt so, it's felt like so shameful to me in a way. I've really felt alone about that because I, you know, uh, see as little of it as I possibly can. And then, you know, I've mentioned it a few times, but like not nearly as much as it's bothered me. But to see people doing this constantly is just like, oh, I'm nothing special. People <laughs> just fucking do that to yeah. other people. And yeah. uh, it doesn't actually necessarily, ref- I have such perspective here that I can say, you don't know what you're talking about when you're talking about that person. So obviously, yeah, people do the same thing to me. Yeah, yeah. And I think that actually makes me sort of, that's feel why better? I'm so, it, it makes me, no, it just makes me feel less alone. And okay. my ostracization. <laughs> um, wow, that's like so existential. Like I'm pretty you're, existential. You're less, you're less alone because you're with other people, but you're with other people, so that does make you alone, right? Well, um, I, I'm gonna guess. Yes, I kind of got lost. I there. do too. I I lost what I was saying in the middle of it, but <laughs> yeah, I kept talking. <laughs> yeah. The dismount. I'm not sure. <laughs> It, but well, it, it seemed does, like you had a point. Um, I miss having not having serious anymore. I had a three month trial, and it was kind of fun. But I also don't want to pay for it because right. I'm not in the car enough. I mean, it, I do find it useful to listen to commercial radio. I kind of do. You know, I never really remember to do it. I always put my i. I always immediately put like my Spotify on. But I do like to check out what's playing on the radio these days. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't like it. I don't really like it There's either. There's too many like ads, to, and I know they don't play the whole song. They'll play like half of a song. Really? They yeah, do that I hate that. That's awful. Yeah, that that, that DJing style came into popularity like mid 2000s i want to like, hear the, the song i want to sh- hear the whole goddamn song I, mean, I have like if i have an mp3 on my phone i always choose the extended or 12 inch mix as long as it's like similar enough in production to the original yeah because i want to hear more of it yeah that's yeah, a song, a song i like you, exactly give me an extended intro i love the i want your sex extended because yeah, 10 minutes long oh my god the horns yeah when you're high and you listen to that <laughs> yeah. song and there's this literally a horny solo yeah i think that's like <laughs> the Sounds part so two good. part of it and then it goes and then there's like the yeah the part three where it's like it's like the afterglow that was a real like big commuting song for me i'm sure that that was like bleeding out of my headphones and people were like <laughs> weirdo <laughs> i got i got really into it recently not recently within the past like 10 years or so mm-hmm. maybe even five i had like a period where i was listening to i want your sex constantly i think before he died before he died i got really into him and was listening to that 
and faith and um but freedom 90 i mm, love so much yeah. too i like too funky um i love one more try i actually really like older which uh has fast love on it but also it was like a huge huge hit in england fast it's, love is that the one with the video and it, it has that um that actress who wrote a book that's really good I don't know. Fuck. yeah it's like she's a b-movie actress i think maybe she fucked kennedy and she was like with a mobster and she what is her name i can't figure out who this woman is i know i have her autobiography here wait is it my face for the world to see is that the one oh is it liz renee i don't know i have that book of yours by the way oh you do (laughs) (laughs) so it's not here did you ever read it it? no but i really want to i look at it all the time i I know she's in uh she's in john john waters movie she seems like the type i don't think it's liz renee it's someone else she was in Desperate Living. Desperate Living. She died. When? 2007. Straight and dead. Wow. Maybe. She, is she straight? Definitely. Yeah, but she dated mobsters and stuff. Okay. Jean Carmen. Jeannie, Jeannie Carmen. I don't know who that is. Yeah, this lady. Who is she? Did I... Re- okay. She looks familiar. She was in okay. a bunch of B-movies. But her, her like log line on Wikipedia... Jean Laverne Carmen was a was an American model, actress, and trick shot golfer. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I think she had an Easter Hollywood story. Actually, she sounds good. Yeah, that she's great. great. I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I think in her Easter Hollywood story, she talked about how Frank Sinatra made a joke about how she looked just like uh, Elizabeth Taylor, except you don't have to marry her. <laughs> <laughs> She took that as a compliment because Elizabeth Taylor is like so gorgeous. <laughs> this one will fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that she was proud of that. <laughs> Maybe she didn't write a book. Maybe it's just her Eat Your Hollywood story that I liked. Yeah, okay, here we go. In 1998, Carmen was the subject of a TV biography titled Jean, Jean Carmen, Queen of the B-Movies on the series Eat Your Hollywood Story. Okay. Uh, that she maintained a dangerously close friendship with Marilyn Monroe and the Kennedys. Um, I, I would love. I wish I had Pia Zadora's Eat Your Hollywood Story. N- that's nowhere to be found. If anybody has Pia Zadora's Eat Your Hollywood Story, please write in and did, did send it to one? me. Did they do one? They do. Did yeah. They wow. I have Russ Myers. I taped that. Do you want to talk about your COVID? No, oh, I thought we did. Okay, you feel like you've or did been we, there, done did that? Did I do that before we were recording? Kind of, and it mentioned, you talked about sort of the chain, whatever, and then we kind of got on the topic of, like, people, I kind of <laughs> <laughs> took the floor, really, and I took that from you, but okay. I want to give it back. Okay. So, how's your COVID? <laughs> How far apart in time did we get COVID? So far apart. How Yours was, like, was it, like, 10 months ago, yours? Mine was... um it was like the la- I think it was the last week in March that my ear infection came back. There are two people that I know personally that had it worse than me, maybe. But no, nobody I know has had it worse than you. Well, that you know, yeah, yeah. Because other I mean, people, I mean, obviously there are people dying and going to the hospital. Yeah. There was a point where I was like, shit, I might have to go to the fucking hospital because I had a pulse oximeter. And um, it got to 92 at one point, And you're really not supposed to go below 95. So I was like, uh, if it goes below 90, I'll go somewhere. And then it never did. 
but there it was like my breathing got really really bad at one point I remember being like so sick of being sick like I was just like I haven't breathed I haven't like taken a real good breath in like a week like it just felt like something was sitting on my chest the whole time it was awful like it just it was always that feeling of like when you go swimming and like you breathe in try to breathe in sharp and you can't really because it hurts Have you ever had that definitely yeah it was like or that. your lungs just feel heavy yeah or like filled with water it was yeah. like that all day all yeah, the yeah, time yeah. Right. and it just sucks like and, and you had to like like I was, I'd be like sitting on the couch just breathing like that it's like I could see how someone could totally get taken over and having to go to the hospital. Has it made you more empathetic to those who have described their uh, COVID experiences like Lena Dunham? I, you know what? I thought about it so much <laughs> really? because I was thinking about... Um, yeah, just in general. I can't, you, I can't go to sleep and I can't wake up. Yeah, yeah. And Did it's it turn like, out to be true? No. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to sleep the entire time. I could not move. I was like, I would be sl- like lying there and... I, I like would just go to sleep like it's just like I had to like fight to like stay up and like look at my phone right like I would f- try to force myself to engage in something no I wanted to sleep I wanted to just like lie there I definitely didn't have any like hand numbness or anything like that okay she talked about that did, her- did you start producing milk never did that okay um I never lost my taste of uh my sense of taste or smell you know on that tip something that's interesting to me what? My body odor smells right again. Oh, you're you're getting it back. I guess so. They said very slowly though. Well, I read that in an article that said that like it will eventually repair itself. Yeah, I really didn't think I thought I was gonna be because like I It's it like did, taking almost nearly a year. It did come back. It came back enough that I enjoy food and have been since I for it was just two weeks that I lost it, but it came back at a lower intensity. But yeah, I sniffed my armpit when I was working out oh. and I was like, Oh, I smell like me again, wow. which I was happy about That's honestly, good. because otherwise it's like, it's, it's all cut. All of it is cut with like this, like metallic blood Yikes. dirt thing. Like this weird irony thing. That's like rotten iron. Oh, that's so weird. It's so weird. And, but, and, and weed and coffee both smell like that too. Ground weird. coffee grounds. Yeah. I, I'm really glad that that, stuff didn't happen i did really 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 hate the nausea because like oh so like i was really really sick the first day and then i got a little bit better the second day but it was still not great then the third day was a little bit better the fourth day i was like okay i'm like getting over this and then the fifth day it just like knocked me on my ass like this a woman who's one of the real housewives reached out to me when she heard i had covid because i well i had um had lunch with her before and um she is so nice and uh she's like mine comes in waves and i was like okay but i totally understand what what she meant by that when then this because then i had a wave come yeah and it just like knocked me on my ass again so um but when the wave came in it was different symptoms it's like the first time it was like or like in the beginning it was just like excruciating back pain it was just like my all my back muscles and mostly just in my back, like it, but awful. And then a terrible, terrible, terrible headache and just like incredible fatigue and a little bit of a cough. But then I started to get better from like the, the, the back pain and stuff. 
and then the my GI tract like got infected at like on the like the oh fifth day. So then it was like diarrhea, puking, awful. And then there was also the whole time there was like a like a fogginess, like a yeah. lightheadedness almost, and like kind of a little bit like confusion, not like total confusion, but just like not with it. Right. I think it was probably because like my oxygen was desaturating a little bit. Yeah. So that must have been it. Cause like the, I actually had to order a pulse oximeter. The city was supposed to send me one and they did, but it came the day after my Amazon one came. So I was like, I need to, I'm like freaking out. I need to just like know what my oxygen is. Yeah. Um. So if I, if I know if I need to like go to the hospital, because we have a friend whose brother died in the beginning of the pandemic. He was like a young person, 36 years old and right. didn't, I guess he didn't know until it was too late that well, he, he needed to go get help or whatever. Yeah, it was so early on. And it's not <clears throat> certain that it was COVID. I don't think it was ever officially determined. I think that yeah, they never he died right when like they were just like bodies piling up. And so they didn't like have the capacity to really test him or whatever. They were just like carting yeah. him around getting him out of here. I guess that's what the danger is, is that like you think you're fine, but then your oxygen levels just like drop. So that's yeah. why you have to like just, you know, keep an eye on it. It was kind of fun using the pulse oximeter because it's like a little clip. You clip it on your finger. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm familiar with it. Sure. Yeah. My pulse is always like way. It, I wish it were lower. I don't understand why it's not lower. What, are, what is it usually at? I, I feel like I approach 70 a lot and that's not very good. 70? Yeah. No, that's fine. It's that's fine. totally normal. I want to be better than fine. What do you want to be? You I mean, want to have like, yeah, like super low. Okay. What with, are you, where are you, where are you aiming? Uh, I think Let's test ours. Wait, let me go get, let me, let me go get it. Sure. Okay. No, now I'm nervous. <laughs> Put on your right hand ring finger. Okay. 110. There's no way. Oh my God. Well, I never got that high. It's weird. Why would it be that high? How is it even possibly that high? Are you nervous right now? No. Maybe it's I the weed. I guess because I smoked. It's yeah. the weed. It must be the weed. Because mine is a lot higher than it normally is. Okay. Then it must be that. Mine is, um, I usually, mine is usually between 56 and 70. Yeah. And it's 94. Okay. It's got to be the weed. <laughs> Just want to give a little plug to a book I liked. Okay. A Certain Hunger by Chelsea Summers. And what's that about? It's uh, told from the perspective of a food, an aging food critic who is a oh, cannibal. Oh. And she kills men. And she's a she's a woman sociopath. Oh, I and like so that. And so it's like a big What's it's it a, called? A certain hunger. Okay. Um and She's a man eater. She is and um she speaks in a very sort of florid language and okay. the metaphors are ridiculous. She describes at one point she a lesbian affair in which she and her partner uh passed around a yeast infection like a joint <laughs> um and she like does like a lot of did like, a woman write this book yeah but she gets away with kind of like almost like over the top descriptions and metaphors which are still very brilliant but are just like so so much in such a novelly kind of way by making it this character whose job is it is to describe things and who takes herself like yeah. so seriously and That's also funny. she finds herself basically outmoded in her 50s because of the internet so there's like that aspect of it too i love novels of gross women basically <laughs> novels about gross women are it, it feels like an otessa mosh thing really mm -hmm. you know um and 
I love her writing. I love the way that she looks at the world. And I love that aspect of the representation. You know, I talked to Otessa about that. She said that initially she thought that people hated her writing when they did, when it was women, because the flack that I got for writing Eileen, I didn't even understand it until this year. Like why people were upset that I'd written a disgusting female character. I thought it was because they felt like women should not be disgusting, like women should be nice. Now I understand that it was that I was representing a woman negatively. The fact that like you can't even like uh, show humanity because it would make people think women are bad. Yeah, I've lived it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I just think respectability politics are bullshit, you know? Well, I always thought that like we would never really be in a... Um we'd re- never really move beyond the patriarchy until like women can suck the way that men suck right? and still just be considered people. Like, uh, you know, I can, I can attest that women suck like men suck and are people. That's my experience. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> like someone as stupid as Sarah Palin can become president. I felt like if that could, ha- if that actually could happen, then I, I would have felt like, Feminism did do its job. Like if someone is stupid as... Wouldn't that be ironic? I know, but if someone, if a woman as stupid as George Bush could get to that office, then that means that we've actually were, you know, maybe on the same playing field now. Right. Like you have to be like the best and still not be able to do it. You know what I mean? I guess, but also like she's a little bit complicated because she's like considered attractive. Oh, okay. You know, she, and you know what? She still looks good. She was on Fox the other night. I know. I saw her. An idiot. She was like, God, blaming it on Antifa. Cause at first she sounded like she was making sense. She was like, we got these yahoos going to the, and I was like, yeah, you tell them. And then she's like, and it's Antifa. I'm like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? Face yourself. Face, face what this natural uh, extension of your party is i know like this you you helped this happen they're just as delusional as the people that attack the capitol that they wouldn't believe that their people attack the capitol like real listen i know that QAnon has been a thing for this whole time i was kind of vaguely aware of it yeah i really did not know that people were that fucking serious about it and the things that it's that it's about are absolutely ridiculous there, there, there's that TikTok of the QAnon guy who's like turned a corner. He's like starting to ask questions. What's up, y'all? Here's the thing. I'll keep it short and sweet. We keep seeing and being told that things are going to happen and just to wait. Q tells us that. Sidney Powell tells us about the cracking. Linwood dropping bombs. That they're going to release this information. Where is it? Where's the information? We all know shady business went down during this election. We know it, but things keep progressing. Nothing's happening. So what are we to believe? You know, there's only another less than two weeks before it doesn't matter anymore. So are we just all stupid? Is this whole thing just been a massive psychop? I don't know. You tell me. And but the fact that they have such conspiratorial minds, I can't believe that they don't conspiracy theory their own structure is that is just like hallowed. I mean, why don't more people come to that conclusion? Because I know what it is. It's people who believe in conspiracy theories like this. They're not people that are skeptics and asking questions. They mm. think that they are, right. but they're not. They're people that are looking for something to believe in. But don't you flex that muscle though when you're no, like, they're, oh, they, I guess you don't, they're looking I guess for you something don't, I guess to believe in. Doesn't make you smarter. 
it no there's there was an, actually a really good um article in the new yorker that was like from a couple years ago and it was about why it's so hard for people to change their minds and it's yeah. like it doesn't yeah, yeah. matter if you're presented with facts it's very hard to sway someone's mind it seems like some minds are harder to sway than others yes and it those it's the people that are so tied to their own feelings and so they look for confirmation bias and they look for things that will prove right that you know that that whatever what they believe is, is what it true. is yeah yes. so that's what disregarding what that is. how much other evidence they want something to believe truth. in because if they didn't believe in something then they would know that this existence is a lot more empty than you're brought up to believe so it's empty but it's interesting you know what i mean like yeah. i'm not i'm not uh, I'm, I'm enjoying myself i feel like these molecules might as well be doing this you know I, what I mean? totally i feel like uh like the main what I've like what I've learned in life yeah. my big lesson is that it's not that important if you make the world a better place because that's just like you you probably won't but just live in it just experience it like that's like the that's what you should be doing with your life is living it and that's how we're going into 2021 <laughs> <laughs> that was uh our episode <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> our apologies well i feel worse about the last one but i'm not gonna apologize for that apologies yeah okay <laughs> no notes app from you nope <laughs> i refuse to apologize <laughs> but i do feel weird about it but um so that's that and thanks for listening and if you want more now we got to do a bonus i don't know what we're going to do in that but i okay. guess we'll see well we can figure it out we'll feel our way through if uh, you want more of this, or if to hear the bonus, we don't know what we're doing with, yeah. uh, you can go to patreon.com slash pot psychology. We have bonus episodes. We have a premium series called Wawu, where we review the real world. Uh, we've done the first season, right? We're doing the second season now, LA. People aren't great, but you know, it has abortion. I love abortion. So I'm excited about it. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thank you. Bye. Bye.